Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another year of the Pro Football Focus Show here on Roto-Grinders. I am Britt Devine. You know, the faces have changed, but the takes are going to remain the same. I am here with the lead fantasy editor at PFF, Mr. Daniel Kelly. You can find him on Twitter at Daniel T. Kelly. Uh, Dan, welcome to the crew, man. Uh, welcome to the DFS crew. Welcome to the PFF show. And uh, ha- happy to have you on here. You uh, tell tell the people what you do at Pro Football Focus because they they work you like a dog. You look at everything everybody reads. It's like it's like you know everything that's going to happen in football. I feel like. Well, that is uh, an oversell, perhaps. But no, <laughs> I, I every single thing that goes up on the site passes through me first. Uh, I have to edit all of it. Um, sometimes my writers don't get things in until the last few minutes before they go up, so I'm editing fast. But uh, between that and writing, uh, everything that goes on the fantasy side is through me. Uh, for a while, I was in charge of the Twitter account, too, and then I told them they had to take it away from me because I was going to die. Um, but no, it's I, I, I write a piece every day in season and most of the days out of season, and I, I edit all of it. Yeah, so we're going to have some fun here. Uh, Daniel is armed with knowledge. Uh, we got a lot of PFF stuff to go through you. So even though Scott's not here, we got some of his articles for you and a lot of other things going up. Uh, before we jump into that, I got to tell you guys about the Sharp Side contest we have going on. Uh, if you don't have Sharp Side on your Apple or Android phone by now and you listen to this stuff 24-7, what are you doing? We've teamed up with Vegas Insider to give a $10,000 contest. Uh, just download it, start swiping. Uh, there's weekly winners, there's half-season winners, there's season-long winners. Just open up. I got my SharpSide app right in the middle of it. Uh, on the bottom, it says Vegas Insider Contest. Click that. It'll get you all the information you need. Start swiping. Uh, and uh, I, got some, I got some bets, Daniel. You ready? I got my lock of the week right here. I'm up for it. All right. So I, I took a look. I like this as well. And there's a lot of betting things you can look at out there. PFF has its own PFF green line. I've got it pulled up right here. Uh, we've got a five and a half point spread for the in favor of the Patriots. Uh, PFF has it as nearly a seven point spread. They're at home. Uh, it's really tough to see them losing the home opener and in just five and a half. Uh, I like the Patriots. I'm on board with PFF. So uh, I took that as my sharp side lock of the week. You got another one. Uh, what do you think you got there? 
Yeah, you went for the the good team over the also good team, but I'm going for the bad team over the worst team because hey, I've got the Lions over the Cardinals this week. Uh, that Lions front seven against the Cardinals offensive line could be a massacre. And as, as exciting as Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury could be, I'm, I'm not sure about week one being the week to go in on them. Yeah, so if you need any help getting started on that sharp side contest, jump into that, and we would appreciate you swiping all year long. You can win some money, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't cost you anything or anything like that. It just kind of tracks your bets and have some fun with it, guys. Uh, so what we're going to do on the Pro Football Focus with just me and Daniel this year instead of three people, we're going to be able you know, just a one-on-one, mano-a-mano. Uh, we're going to have some takes. Uh, but with Showdown becoming so big, Daniel, I was a show – I hated Showdown. I'm like, why are they taking away my full slate of games? And I've come full circle on it. Showdown, it's popular. A lot of casuals play it. There's a lot of money to be won. So I figure we got to spend a little bit of time on it. So I'm looking at DraftKings. Uh, they got a $2.5 million tournament, a million to first on here. Let's give some takes for this Chicago Green Bay game. Uh, where do you leave? What's like an edge? What are a couple plays you like from this game to get people ready for it? Uh, my favorite one this week, he's going to be my captain in most of my plays, is going to be Aaron Jones. And part of that's because, going to be because nobody's going to be on him. He's going against the Bears' run defense, which was spectacular last year. Uh, third lowest yards per carry allowed on the year. But you look at that, yards per carry allowed is one of the least sticky stats in the world. Every In the last decade, every team that has allowed uh, 3.7 or fewer yards per carry has seen that number rise by at least half a yard the next year. Uh, Vic Fangio's gone from Chicago, so that defense is almost certain to get worse. And even if he wasn't gone, everybody at the extremes regresses. That's just how it works. So I think nobody's going to be on Aaron Jones this week, and I, I'm in on him. So we've got our projected ownership uh, currently at 29% on Aaron Jones for the showdown slate. Now you think that's high, but there's only two teams to choose from. So 29 is actually pretty low uh, for a showdown slate. So I can get on board with Aaron Jones. I like someone from the opposite team. Uh, I like Anthony Miller currently coming at 27% own on our projected ownership. Uh, I think he could easily outproduce Allen Robinson, who's going to carry twice as much ownership. He's all Robinson's also more expensive. Uh, so I like Miller. He was hurt all last year with that shoulder injury. Played with it, separated basically all season long. Uh, he's back off the injury report. Uh, I'm not really expecting any rust. And uh, three-time millionaire maker winner last year, Mitchell Trubisky. He, he has these abilities to <laughs> put up huge games. Uh, so if he's able to do that on opening night, uh, I think Anthony Miller has a good shot to uh, kind of do something good uh, as a lower own play uh, for the Bears. And the the other thing that we really need to talk about is tight end situation for the Bears because. Uh, if Trey Burton's out, you can have some real, real fun lineups. Uh, you got a baby Gronk. Adam Shaheen's 300, or I think he's 400 in the regular. He's 600 in the captain spot. If I, I'm legit, if Burton's out, I'm going to be making a lot of my teams with Shaheen and the captain because then I can just fill out the rest of my team with the best players all across the board. I love that. Uh, Shaheen, last year was largely a lost year for him because of injury, but he only had 14 targets as a rookie in 2017. He had five of those were in the end zone. He scored three touchdowns. Dude has had 20 targets in his career so far and scored four times on that. He might not be uh, a huge PPR monster. He might not be uh, a big yardage guy. He's going to be targeted in the end zone. He's huge. And yeah. you get a touchdown out of the, at a guy that cheap, you're golden. Baby Gronk. Uh, so I'll look for that. Uh, we still don't know on Trey Burton's kind of iffy as we're recording this. Check the uh, the actives right before the game at about 7 o'clock. And if he's out, start j- jamming in uh, some Shaheen into your lineups. Uh, all right, let's get back to the uh, the good old format we like to do here. And uh, they just went game by game on some of the games on the last show. Uh, so we're going to talk position by position. We'll start with some quarterbacks in DFS. 
that we like. Uh, it's week one. I don't really see a lot of ownership going to anybody. It's really spread out, and uh, you know we didn't really have too many injuries. The one we had at the quarterback position, Andrew Luck, has really put uh, a cheaper set, not in a really good spot where he's going to draw a lot of ownership. So the, the board's wide open. I'm going to let you start with some of your favorite plays of the week at quarterback. So what do you got for me? Well, I'm going to start boring and just say you want as much of this uh, Tampa Bay-San Francisco game as you can get. Those are two garbage defenses. Tampa Bay was one of the best passing offenses in the world last year. San Francisco was good despite everybody being hurt. It should be even better this year. So that the, both guys, especially Jameis Winston, are probably going to command a lot of ownership. But even with that, I think there's so much value to be had. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, who doesn't want pieces of the San Francisco-Tampa Bay game? Also, like, uh, so we got legal sports betting here in New York. I went to all the openings, did some stuff for, for Roto-Grinders at that. So, like, a month ago, I got the 49 over on this game. I'm feeling pretty good uh, pretty good on that right now because that's it. Like, Absolutely. Skyrocketing up as long as the weather cooperates. Uh, I'm expecting to cash that ticket uh, come, uh, you know, Sunday night at the, at the sports book there. So, of course, we like Jameis. Um, what, what about Garoppolo? We like both quarterbacks in this game, right? Like shootout. Yeah. Shootout I mean, if we, we, at PFF, we grade every, every play, every game. And part of it is we grade position groups and, and styles of play. We do a coverage grade for every team every year. The second worst last year was the Raiders at 55.0. 49ers were the worst at 37.5. They were two thirds of the, of the next worst team. So automatically James Winston is going to be throwing the ball so much and going to have so much success doing it. And what else is Garoppolo going to do? He's going to have to throw the ball just to keep up. The Buccaneers aren't any, aren't that much better at defense. So we're going to see a lot of passing in this game. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Everybody, I mean, newsflash, that's what everybody's going to be doing. Though, stacking yeah. up this game. By the time it's, it's a boring pick, but I like it. Uh, a couple of studs uh, I really like. I like Wentz. I'm a little concerned that they just absolutely beat the tar out of Washington because I, I think that's a, a, a probability. But Wentz has crushed him uh, the last couple of times he's played. He's got so many weapons. H how does Wentz fail in the spot against Washington other than the Eagles defense, who I'm also playing, right? Like I think Wentz and the Eagles defense, I'm, I'm going to get a lot of uh, a big portion of points there. Unless the Eagles defense gets a couple of touchdowns before this game's 33 to 10 at the you know fourth quarter. Once I got a couple of touchdowns approaching 300 yards, the players are so good. Washington's so bad. It's really hard for me to see him fail this week. I have no issue with Wentz. He's, he was my pick for MVP for the whole season. Uh, I, I think you, you don't have to worry about them calling off the dogs early. But other than that, they've got so many weapons. And even if Washington's defense is decent, they're going to feast. Yeah, I absolutely love uh, the the Eagles offense. A little tough to stack because I think they're going to spread their ball around quite a bit, but you can make it work pretty easily. I think you, you just got to cover it over uh, a couple of lineups instead of trying to get lucky uh, on just one Eagle stack. Uh, there's a lot of value quarterbacks. I mean, as you know, as a stud, Wentz isn't really expensive on DraftKings. He's he's relatively inexpensive. Uh, you want to talk about Matt Stafford, who you know, it's always risky trying to talk up Lions players. But you gotta you gotta think right. Oh, opening week against the Cardinals, the Cardinals kind of kept everything under wraps. You gotta expect this Lions offense to to be able to produce some fantasy points this week. Absolutely, I I, I don't I don't love the Lions offense for the year just because of the way they're going to be run heavy. But this in this week one against a Cardinals team that's without uh, Robert Alford, without Patrick Peterson, they've got guys off the street starting at cornerback, and Matthew Stafford for all they want to run the ball, they've got great weapons at receiver and Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones and Danny Amendola. To say nothing of T.J. Hawkinson is the rookie tight end. I think he could throw all over the Cardinals in week one. And if you can do that, you're going to get great money off of a guy who's not worth a lot. Yeah, that Cardinals defense, we're going to be targeting, if you play the Buccaneers, 
right? We're taking offenses against you. We're, we're game stacking. If you're playing the Cardinals, at least for what six weeks or four weeks or something like at that, least. we're going to be we're going to be taking a lot of players against you. So Stafford to Galladay, Stafford to, to Marvin Jones. Uh, Jones catches a lot of touchdowns. You can mix in some carry on uh, as well, and I think you can make uh, some reasonably good stacks uh, from that Lions offense this week. Um, I, I guess you got another one. I'm not really on Brissett. Uh, so, so I, 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 I want to hear this because I know he has, <laughs> no, go ahead. I know he has a little bit of rushing ability, right? But this, yep. the defense for the Chargers at home, they're big underdogs. You know, they, I think they they knew kind of luck was going to retire, so they've been combing him. You know, basically through the off season, he had to keep his mouth shut on it. But it's just it's not week six where there's no value. It's week one where we have all this value because that's what the sites give us. So I just don't think it's the week to use Brissett. So I, I want to hear your kind of thoughts on it. I, I can't fault you for that. I know it's a long shot pick, but he's, he's cheaper than Matt Schaub and Josh McCown. Josh McCown was out of football two weeks ago and you have a starting quarterback who is cheaper than that. He, he had the seventh most rushing fantasy points across all of 2017 when he came in absolutely cold as a guy who wasn't even supposed to be on the Colts, let alone the starting quarterback. Now he's got all this time to prepare. The Chargers defense was great last year. It's going to be worse at least to start this year as long as Derwin James is out. So I, I, I think it's definitely a long shot, but if you're punting the position, you just want a, a cheap play who could give you some, some nice points that, that cheap, I love him. I, I don't hate it from the I'm being contrarian angle if that's the type of player you are because if you use him with T.Y. I, I don't like T.Y. Hilton at all so that really kind of kills Brissett for me a little bit I hate his matchup do you, do you have anything on that at all if I'm stacking him I'm stacking with Jack Doyle uh yeah, Doyle's yeah. breakout in 2017 came with Brissett uh we we've saw we saw last year when Doyle and Eric Ebron are both on the field Doyle got way more work so I, I think it's going to be the same way. I think it just happened that everyone had so much touchdown luck. So I think a Brissett Doyle stack would be cheap and productive. Yeah, I think that would probably be the way I would do it. Uh, all right, get out the uh, the fire extinguisher because you've got some players that are I think are, are pretty good, and I think a lot of people are going to use them in for DFS that you're not really sold on at quarterback this week. So I'm going to lay the floor out for you, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, I'll get the fire extinguisher ready and uh, talk, talk about some of the duds at quarterback this week. I love, love Cam Newton for 2019. For week one, I'm staying away. Uh, we know that everybody's saying he's healthy, and maybe he is, but there's always the chance. You don't know. He just got hurt a few weeks ago. Add to that, the Rams defense absolutely shut down quarterbacks after that. Remember that Patrick Mahomes ridiculous game in week 11 last year? From that point to the end of the year, counting the playoffs, other than week 17 when they weren't even trying, the only quarterback who had multiple touchdown passes against them was Drew Brees in the conference championships. When they, when they're on, they are on and Cam Newton, if he's hobbled even a little bit, I worry about him being productive in week one. Uh, all right, let's go now. DFS Twitter is not going to like this one either, Daniel. I mean, you're getting yourself, you come onto the show and you're getting in trouble right away. Cause now you're going to trash Kyler Murray too. What's wrong with you? I love Kyler Murray. He's so good, but this is the worst possible matchup for his NFL debut. They have, they have what the third or fourth worst offensive line in the game at best right now. And they're going against the, the lions defensive line that has Damon Harrison and has uh, Mike Daniels has all these guys who are just going to run over him. Yeah, he can run. And that's great. He's going to have to, he's going to be running for his life. I, I don't want to use him in his debut. He terrifies me this week. Yeah. That lions defense is going to be, it's not as bad as you probably think it is out there. So just keep that Absolutely. in mind throughout the season. I still like, I like game stacks from this game. 
Uh, I'm going to have Stafford. I'm going to have Kyler Murray. I'm going to be mixing them up. Uh, but you bring up some good points. A lot of people, I, I like Cam Newton some too. I understand some of the hesitancy, uh, but I, I don't think new just quarterbacks just don't get owned enough when they're really good. And Newton has really good targets. He's got Christian McCaffrey, Greg Olson's back. There's a lot of ways for him to get a lot of fantasy points this week. So I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you, but Hey, we'll, we'll do, we'll see. Uh, we'll tally it up next week and, and we'll see who won, won our first little battle here. Uh, a couple other quarterbacks. I like, of course, Mahomes, right? He's super expensive. He's looking like he's actually going to be reasonably low owned. And when the Chiefs went on the road last year, that's when they scored like 8,000 points per game because they play a little faster. They put it on the other team. They, they don't have to sit on the clock as much because they're not as up usually uh, when they're on the road. I think Jacksonville's a pretty improved offense. I think they can put on some points because, again, just like if you're a Tampa, the, the Tampa Bay, you're going up against them, you're going up against the Cardinals, you're going up against the Chiefs, we're going to be using players against you as well. The defenses just aren't good, and those offenses are going to put up a lot of points uh, so uh, I like Mahomes. He's gonna have to chuck it. I like I like that whole game, and I got a, a sleeper. Well, maybe not a sleeper receiver, but a low owned wide receiver from that game that basically nobody's gonna use that I really like. So Mahomes is certainly uh, another uh, quarterback that I'll be using this week. Yeah, no issue with Mahomes. How can you have one? Yeah, He's Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's go to running backs, and uh, I want to show a couple of the PFF tools while we're at it. We'll mix it in here. So one of the things I like to look at uh, every week, you guys do a good job of uh, really making it easy to see. We, you know, everyone knows the wide receiver cornerback chart, and sometimes I don't always agree. I actually kind of make fun of the wide receiver cornerback match <laughs> sometimes because when you're really good receivers go up against, you know, even good cornerbacks, you know, the Julio Joneses of the world, there's a reason why they're going to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league because they're really good um, but when you take the whole offensive line against the whole defensive line you mix in all the pff player grades you get a really good idea of some, kind of the run pass grade matchups pass rush and all that so uh, as we talk running backs we'll bring this up but you can just see some of the better run uh, blocking grades right here is good of course the eagles uh, the colts uh, we've got the rams which is interesting if you want to look at it from that perspective what's todd Gurley going to do Baltimore uh, I really like Mark Ingram he's going to be low owned uh, all because they have these really good offensive lines going up against really bad defensive lines and uh, there's a couple offenses here right Cleveland we want to use players from and the Chargers their offensive lines aren't too good and you get a real quick snapshot of this you could go look at the player grade stuff as well uh, I, I like seeing all their grades kind of on on one matchup chart um, but you guys do a really good job on that so let's start talking some running backs and let's see where Mr. Chris Carson, it looks like Seattle has a fairly neutral, I'm going to call minus four, whatever. That's within like a, the, a margin of error, I like to call him, right in the middle of the league. But Chris Carson, how does this dude not smash week one? He's going at home, huge favorite. He seems like he's getting all the work over Rashad Penny. The Bengals defense isn't any good. It's just, it's really hard to imagine him not succeeding and um, I'm going to agree with another take of yours. Maybe I'll spoil a little bit here, but give me Chris Carson over Austin Eckler on basically every fantasy site this week. Absolutely. Uh, Carson had the third most hundred yard games last year. Only uh, Zeke and Saquon had more than him. Um, he's not much, he was not much of a pro uh, producer on the, on uh, receptions, but on the ground, he had the fifth most uh, rushing fantasy points per game. And they say he's going to catch more passes this year. Uh, the Bengals gave up the, I think it was the second most fantasy points per game to running backs. Carson's going to smash in this game. 
Yeah, I, lo- I like Chris Carson. Uh, I-, I expect him almost no way he fails, I think, barring some unbelievable game script or injury where I really just don't see him not getting 20 touches in this game. Uh, one of the studs I like, I think everybody likes him, is going to be Dalvin Cook. Uh, you know, we know uh, I've got from Andy Means on his expert survey here at Roto-Grinders in 2006, in 2017, in 2018, the Falcons have allowed the most receptions to opposing running backs. The Falcons defense, now last year, right, it was a lot of injuries. Now they're still, you know, they're, they're a little healthier, but the overall philosophy, uh, I think they're still going to allow plenty of receptions to running backs. Not even to mention, we've got this uh, Stefan Diggs, maybe hamstring injury, maybe more workload goes to Delvin Cook maybe some of it goes to Thielen do you see you see anything for Delvin Cook I see these running backs you know people want to play Austin Eckler who I think has uh you know a 60-40 split you know is in his range of outcomes where he's only getting 60% of the work or I see almost no way Delvin Cook doesn't get at least 70% of the work so I, I just prefer Delvin Cook I prefer the Chris Carson types to a guy like Austin Eckler this week. Oh, yeah. I love Dalvin Cook this week. I, I think you said 16, 17, 18 Falcons. If I remember correctly, 15, it might even be 15, 15 they gave the most. Yeah. I think they go back four years on that. And it's it's not an accident. It's not just because they're not good. That's their game plan. They're trying to take away the big plays, and they're just letting you go underneath all you want. It might be great for football. It's fantastic for fantasy. It, it lets us get all sorts of points. Dalvin Cook is now an extra year re, uh, removed from his ACL tear. Stefania Bell over ESPN has been going on about him, about how he should be healthy this year i think dalvin cook's gonna gonna have a great week one yeah he's just he's way too he should be a thousand dollars more on DraftKings and at uh what is he 6100 uh that's like uh or six thousand even uh so i gave him an extra hundred dollars uh, that looks <laughs> like a, a really nice play uh another play that i really like that's kind of in that main tier another guy i'll take straight up over austin eckler we're, we're definitely getting on the austin we're the only people talking down austin eckler i think all week uh he's gonna be listening to us and just say what did i do guys he's pretty he's active on the on the twitter i've uh, i think i might even follow austin eckler but we got leonard Fournette at home against casey now I, I normally don't like underdogs when i'm taking my running backs in dfs that's usually a no-no but i will let that slide when you're is there anybody else that's going to get a, get a carry for the Jaguars in the backfield? And then you're also going up against Kansas City. Uh, so I'll let all that slide. He's another guy I think is $1,000 too cheap. Uh, he basically took off last year because he knew they were going to suck. And I think he's going to be a little reinvigorated because as bad as Blake Bortles, you know, as maybe not as great as Nick Foles is, he's a hell of a lot better than Blake Bortles. So uh, I, I like this game to shoot out. Uh, I'll have lots of stacks. Absolutely. Fournette, uh, you you don't like normally, like you said, a running back going against a great team like that, but that was the case last year, and she's going to the third most points to running backs because they couldn't stop anybody. So uh, Fournette is going to carry the ball a lot. They're still going to be a run-heavy offense. I love him in this game. Yeah, We're not not disagreeing enough. Yeah, lots of – I think there's a lot of reception possibility for Fournette too. You know, he could have have 18 rushes – for whatever yards, maybe he gets a touchdown, but I think six targets is certainly within his realm of possibility as well this week. So I, I absolutely love Fournette. Uh, another guy you got here is Mark Ingram. Uh, our ownership on him, uh, let me take a look at this, is, is simply just too low because we, we just have all this money. You know, you, you want to use Christian McCaffrey and you want to use Saquon. So Mark Ingram on the main slate is currently coming in at, hold on, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling down. Still don't see him. 8% owned. Oh, goodness. Yeah, and he, he's cheaper than Austin Eckler. Give me Mark Ingram straight up over Austin Eckler. Yeah, he's the run-heaviest offense in the league, most likely. P- perhaps the worst team in the league against him. They're, the Dolphins' main strength is uh, at quarterback with Xavier Howard. Mark Ingram is going to run the ball down their throat. 
I don't see any downsides to Mark Ingram this week. Yeah, uh, I love the matchup that Dolphins is going to be an absolutely horrific defense. They're only strong points on the outside. Uh, so get, get Mark Ingram in, in plenty of your contests, if you ask me. Uh, all right, we, we've talked down Austin Eckler, so let's talk about why. I'm, I've brought up the player grades page. This is what I talk about on PFF, uh, if you want to cue that up, Devin. But you can kind of see here, the you know last year, one of the strengths of the Chargers was their offensive line, and it's, it's just not. It's just horrible grades all the way across the board. And the Colts, right on offense, they have these bad injuries, but the defense is pretty loaded. Their front four is looking pretty good. Their linebackers look good. The safeties are good. They're, they're an overall tough unit. Uh, I, I expect, you know, a lot of pass rush. Maybe that's a couple of dump offs for Austin Eckler, but I don't see a lot of, of rush potential. And you've got some other stats too, just uh, uh, efficiency based on him. So let's maybe give a little bit more in-depth look. One of them is the offensive line for me. What else has you maybe not liking Austin Eckler as much as everybody else? Yeah, there's two ways Eckler's week one can go. He could be the the bell cow, the Melvin Gordon, getting all the carries. And in four career games, he's had played 35 or more snaps, which is not a big uh, high snap threshold. He's only averaged 3.1 yards per carry. In the 28 games, he's had under 35 snaps, 6.1 yards per carry. He's basically half as efficient when he gets a lot of snaps. So if he gets a big workload, he's not that efficient. If he gets a lighter workload, sure, he's efficient, but he's not getting enough work compared to all these running backs who are getting 80%, 90% of their snaps. So I just I don't think there's much upside to Eckler this week. Yeah, uh, another guy you don't like is Derrick Henry. I think everyone's going to agree with you on this one, though. I don't see a lot of people using Derrick Henry. I, I might be the mad scientist, though, in tournaments because I think I think Ch- I think the, the Cleveland game script is going to be pretty popular, and H- Henry has, like, the million-dollar potential to break off a couple big runs and just absolutely crush everybody's soul that fades him so uh, I know Henry's only going to be like one or two percent I'm going to be overweight on Henry but that might just mean like five percent so I I don't like Derrick Henry but from the DFS perspective just trying to do something different uh, I I don't hate him from that perspective I'm going to have more than the field for sure for for the perspective of going against the grain sure I'm fine with that but I the every everybody keeps saying the Titans are going to be so run heavy this year but we always say look at what a team does and not what they say the Titans they kept Marcus Mariota, brought in Ryan Tannehill, who's a better passing quarterback. They added two big-name receivers. They made a tight ends coach their offensive coordinator, and they added nobody in the running game. That I just don't see this team being as run-heavy as everybody says they're going to be. I think we're going to regret Derrick Henry all year long. Uh, a couple other guys I like. I like CMC, of course, right, game script proof. This is, this is another one. Like, why am I using Austin Eckler, who – you know, he's probably going to get 65%, but CMC is going to get like 85 to 90% of the snaps. Like I just, At least. yeah. So like, I, of course I like CMC and of course I like Saquon. They're both going to be highly owned. Uh, I like them. If you have to choose between one of those backs, which one would you rather use? McCaffrey. Um, I know I'm against the grain on this. Some of people have Saquon Barkley as their number one, but I have McCaffrey as my number one for this week and for the full season. Uh, I just, I trust his offense more than Barkley's and yes, Barkley can overcome a lot, but there's so much to overcome with New York. Uh, all right, give me a give me a Zeke take right now for Week One DFS. I'm out. I'm out on Zeke this week. Uh, it, it just gives me flashbacks to Le'Veon Bell two years ago, 2017, when he sat out all of training camp, came in, everyone said, "Oh, he's going to be right back to what he was," and he ran for 32 yards on 10 carries in Week One. He didn't score his first touchdown to Week Three. He didn't get his yards per carry over four until Week Six. These guys need these reps, and he's not getting them. I want to see him perform before I'm in on him. All right. Uh, I want to go back to the screen share here. Uh, this is Shes. So Scott's not with us, right? You know, RIP Ryan Fitzpatrick. Uh, Scott, I know you're working real hard over at PFF. 
but that doesn't mean we're not going to use some of your great articles uh, and show the people behind the scenes of PFF what's going on. So we wrote this great article about shadow coverage. It kind of goes to the wide receiver cornerback. I, I make fun of this stuff sometimes because uh, when you really look at what the top lineups are, it's, it's they use Odell Beckham when he's in a tough matchup. Well, he, why does Odell Beckham succeed and win a million dollars? Because he's he's 2% owned and he's really good at football and he's able to beat whoever they put on him. So this is kind of the stuff that Scott put in this article both ways, right? The cornerbacks that do really well, that exceed, that are better in shadow coverage. And then he also went and showed you the wide receivers that absolutely dominate, that no, no matter who's on them, they're still going to crush you. So what are some of your takeaways from this article? My main one, which is on the screen right now, is Robbie Anderson down there near the bottom of the chart. He's one of the guys that when he is shadowed against, he struggles relatively to, to the rest of the time. And he has an awful slate of uh, cornerbacks this year he's going up against, starting in week one against Levi Wallace and Tredavious White. I just I worry that Robbie Anderson is going to disappoint people all year long because of the slate he's got to face. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple ones here. and You know, Julio Jones. Ooh, he's got a tough matchup week one in Minnesota. Don't worry about it, guys. He's Julio Jones, and it doesn't matter who covers him. He's really good at football, and he's going to get open against anybody. Uh, a couple of the cornerbacks, guys you really want to maybe shy away from, uh, would be Xavier and Howard, right? But we really don't have to worry about it. Are you really using Lamar Jackson with a couple of his rookie receivers? Probably not. So you probably don't have to worry about that in your lineups. Uh, anyone else on this list as a cornerback really stand out to you? Denzel Ward's a little interesting just because he's going to face Corey Davis this week. And Corey Davis was the Robbie Anderson of last year, had a garbage slate of, of corners. And it, it could start rough for him this year. I like Davis for the full year. Week one might be a little rough. All right. Uh, let's talk about your article, the best and worst fantasy football match of, of week one. Uh, and I guess we'll kind of transition into some wide receivers here. Uh, you, one guy you like as a value play is going to be Albert Wilson. Now, this game could – there might not be a lot of plays in this game, but you got to expect the game script to kind of go in the Miami favor here. So what has you liking Wilson as a value player receiver? I'm jumping on a lot of the Scott points that he's made for you guys before. Ryan Fitzpatrick loves to target the slot. He's targeted the slot more than any other active quarterback. Albert Wilson, now that Kenny Stills is gone, is going to be the slot receiver. Slot is where you can target uh, Baltimore's uh, passing defense the best. Outside, they've got Marlon Humphrey and they've got uh, Jimmy Smith. That's great. Brandon Carr is good, but he's not those guys. So I think the only way the Dolphins are going to find any success in, uh, in the offense on Sunday is throwing the ball to Albert Wilson in the slot. Yeah, so just to basically everything I've shown you, right? I, show, I showed you the player grade page. I showed you, uh, the, the, I don't think green lines included, but you can get access to all the articles and all that other stuff on PFF. I think it's $39.99. And if you, just, if you just want good fantasy or football articles and you like reading, I mean, that's worth it as well. And then you get all the grades and all the other stuff on top of it. So check it out. Um, PFF, I use that along with maybe one or two other sites along with the stuff here at Roto Grinders to really do all my research. Uh, it's great stuff. Uh, recommend it to everybody. Uh, a couple other receivers were on this week. Uh, I guess you talked about Albert Wilson as a value. So let me throw a couple value plays at you and I'll see what sticks. So a couple guys I'm interested in. I'm interested in John Brown. Uh, speaking of, you know, we talked about Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram in the run game. John Brown, he was written off the face of the earth once Lamar Jackson became his quarterback because Lamar Jackson can't throw deep. Well, now he's in Buffalo and all Josh Allen can do is throw the deep ball. So I think it works out really well on those scramble plays. John Brown can get open deep. The Jets struggle a little bit against those deep passes. Uh, John Brown, not really drawing too much ownership. Uh, he's one of my favorite value plays of the week. 
I'm, I'm good with that. I've been, t- I, when John Brown first uh, signed with Buffalo, my, I had the same response most people did. Whatever, he's done. He's been terrible. But you dive into the numbers. He had the 11th most uh, deep receiving yards last year, and that was with Lamar Jackson barely throwing in the ball. He was on pace for 200-something fantasy points last year when Joe Flacco was the quarterback. He was a top 25 receiver. If, if Allen can throw the ball deep to him like he did to Robert Foster, Brown's going to be going to feast. All right, I'm going to go uh, off on a couple other ownership ones. So I've got Patrick Mahomes sitting here at 8% ownership. I've got Tyreek Hill at 13% ownership. I've got Travis Kelsey at 14% ownership. I'll take the over on all of those too, by the way. I'm sitting here looking at the Roto-Grinder stuff, and I'm like, how do, how do I get some leverage on the field in this Kansas City game? And and I'm scrolling down through our ownership. I'm scrolling down, and I see Sammy Watkins at 1% ownership. Now, when he played with Hill last year, basically putting up the same amount of fantasy points as long as he was healthy. And I, when is Sammy Watkins more likely to be healthy than to start week one of a, a football season? He might get hurt in the middle of it, but he's going to be healthy to start the game. If I'm looking to get some uh, leverage stacking in this game, uh, I'm looking to maybe forego a Travis Kelsey or forego a Tyree kill in my Kansas city stack. Use Watkins. Instead, you save salary, you get low ownership. Uh, Watkins just looks like a premier tournament option to me. This week. And he's not going up against Jalen Ramsey, who, yeah. you know, as good as Tyree Hill is, you don't want to face Jalen Ramsey. So that makes sense. Who are they, they going to try to stop? Are they going to stop Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey? Or are they going to give single coverage to Sammy Watkins? I imagine Sammy Watkins gets single coverage a large portion of this game. So uh, that's one of my, uh, I think going to be one of my stronger plays of the week. Should that ownership hold? Uh, all right, let's talk some of the better receivers out there. Uh, the Rams have three good ones. Which one's your favorite? Brandon cooks this week. Um, we we've noted in the past that Brandon cooks has been the most cornerback sensitive receiver in the league when it comes to speed. Uh, when a cornerback runs a, a four, four, five or faster 40, Brandon cooks is not very good when he, when the cornerback is slower than that, his average points per route rises by almost about by, by more than a point. And he's probably going to see a lot of James Bradbury this week, who is a slower cornerback. So I, th- I think cooks is going to have a really good week one. Yeah, I like Cooks as well. Uh, good stat on the speed. You guys come up with all kinds of stuff there at PFF. So. That's, that's another Scott special. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen that one before. Uh, you got a good prop bet uh, on this next one here. So uh, tell me about Odell Beckham. And basically, if you can find an Odell Beckham prop, hit the over. Absolutely. I, I if, Especially on receptions, but even yardage, I'm all over Beckham this week. I've seen 75 yards. I, I would crush that over so much. He's going to be shattered by Adore Jackson, most likely. And Jackson is good, but nobody's scared of Jackson. He saw more more targets per snap in coverage last year than any other cornerback. It was it was incredible how many times people were throwing at him. And sure, if he's good, that's great. But if they're going to throw the ball that much his direction, Odell Beckham's going to come down with so many catches. Um, you got another good value play here. You got Marquise Goodwin, and I like this. We've got really low ownership on the entire San Francisco side in this game outside of Kittle. And I mean, I think San Francisco is going to score a bunch of points. If the ownership holds, you know, you can get parts of this game. You're just taking the other, you're not taking the the Mike Evans and the Chris Godwins, the known quantities. You're taking a little bit of a dice roll, the Marquise Goodwins and the Dante Pettises. San Francisco's got to score some points too. So I like them. I still like Pettis as long as his injury situation clears up. Uh, of course, I like Kittle. I mean, this game's just going to be fireworks. Get, get, get a large portion of it. 
Yeah, Kittle, Kittle we, is a known quantity, but after that, we have Pettis, who has the injury questions. We have Jalen Hurd, who's injured and a rookie. We have Debo Samuel, who's a rookie. Marquis Goodwin is the closest thing we have to a, to a sure thing in that offense after Kittle. And he's in the Deshaun Jackson mold. He only needs one play to make it worth it. Yeah. Uh, Marquis Goodwin, 4K on DraftKings, currently at 1%. I would imagine he gets a little over 1%, but uh, that looks like another strong tournament play uh, if that ends up holding as the week progresses. Uh, all right, I, I want to play a guy I, I'm definitely down on compared to what seems like the field is. And it's just sim I don't like taking wide receivers when their team total is the second lowest of the slate. This is the Bengals. It's Tyler Boyd. And I know, right, he's, there's no A.J. Green, and who else are they going to really throw to? But, I mean, you, if you're going to win me a tournament, you probably got to score a touchdown. The Bengals score one, maybe two. You know, mix maybe. Yeah, maybe. So it's it's really tough for me to see Boyd. You can have these, you know, ten for a hundred and fifty. You hit the bonus, you know, really big games. But I don't really see that coming out of Tyler Boyd week one, traveling across the country, going to Seattle. It just just doesn't seem like it's gonna work out. I'm I'm gonna be heavily underweight Tyler Boyd. He looks like he's gonna be pretty popular. Um, I think that's gonna be one of my bigger faves of the weekend. Yeah, he he you want to say, you know, oh, I've got to throw it to somebody. AJ Green's out. He's going to get the targets. AJ Green was out for a big chunk of last year, and Boyd saw fewer targets, fewer yards, half as many touchdowns. He was less efficient. There's this is offense that needs the two receivers to produce, and they don't have AJ Green right now. I'm out on Boyd this week. All right, let's mix it up. Uh, a couple other guys uh, we might not be interested in. Uh, I'll let you f let you round out the dud section. Um, Amari Cooper. It's not any deep statistical thing. It's just. They're going up against the Giants. They're going to win this game, barring just something crazy happening. And Amari Cooper's coming off injury. Why are they going to press him in this game against the Giants? They're going to, they, they, if they're smart at all, they should take it easy on Cooper. Go with Michael Gallup. See if Jason Witten can do anything left in his career. I, I, I just don't want to use Cooper coming back from injury yet now. Um, and a couple other guys. I, I do like Tyler Lockett, but as much as I like Lockett, uh, again, from a tournament perspective, uh, I think a lot of ownership's going to go to Lockett. And I don't think a lot of people are going to pull the trigger on the DK Metcalfs of the world. You've got, you got a Seattle super sleeper for us in a little bit in this next section. Um, but look for DK. He's looking healthy. And uh, you know, dude's jacked. He's going to catch some touchdowns. Uh, you know, a couple long balls. He's got one of the best quarterbacks, uh, I think, to ever play the game. And Russell Wilson, just deadly accurate uh, and so good, efficient. Uh, he's going to get he's going to get DK uh, on some deep balls this year. So uh, take a look at DK as a swerve off the locket ownership. Uh, if you're playing some of those large field tournaments. Uh, all right, let's go to tight end. Uh, this is just an, uh, another fun thing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull the O-line chart, and we've got the wide receiver cornerback, but, but I noticed the tight end chart in here. This is, you know, I, I like looking to see which, which, one, which tight ends have good matchups. You can get a real quick look. No surprise, George Kittle, Zach Ertz, O.J. Howard. And, and I think in light, it's really hard. We talked about this pre-show. How does one of Kelsey – Kittle, Howard, Henry, Ingram, Ertz. Ertz. How, how does one of those guys, or even two of them, not clearly lead the week at the tight end position? So I think some of the sleepers we come up with, maybe, maybe we're just doing a disservice talking about them. I'm going to have a really short tight end pool, basically consisting of just the really good guys, because that's how you get leverage on the field in these large field tournaments, I think. So... Uh, I think my pool is going to be pretty tight on the high end. Do you, do you have a favorite one of the high end tight ends if you were looking to play him? 
Uh, Kittle probably just because of that matchup. And then I love Evan Ingram because it's it's the situation of who else are the Giants going to throw to. So I'm probably going to be heavy on those two. Yeah, uh, you have a note here. Uh, he played Dallas twice last year, 12 receptions, 148 yards, two TDs. Did Odell play in both of those? Odell played in one of them. All right. So, yeah. So, so even without there, it's just, it's going to be Ingram and Barkley and maybe some Shepard, I think, for the Giants. And I think the Giants are going to be passing uh, quite a bit, too. There's a lot of talk came out today. Ingram's going to be the breakout star for the Giants, too. So, if you want to ride the hype train on that, uh, jump aboard. I think Ingram's going to draw some pretty good ownership, though. His price is 4,800 uh, on DraftKings week one. Uh, of course, Kelsey. I really like Kelsey. I really like Kittle. P- play a good tight end this week, please. But hey, if you want to get a little frisky, We've got some plays for you. I'll let, I'll let you go first. Coming from the Seattle, actually, you know, coming from the Seattle game, uh, a couple of them, actually. Well, yeah, the the first one out of Seattle, it's it's definitely a punt play. It's just if you're looking for someone super cheap. Will Disley's coming back from injury. He, he was a rookie last year. He wasn't expected to be much of anything but a blocking tight end. And then he came out in the first two weeks, had six receptions, 140 yards, two touchdowns. He was the tight end three through week two. He got hurt in week four. We didn't hear from him again, but he's supposed to be healthy and back now. DK Metcalf, you talked about him. We don't know how healthy he is. Jerron Brown was just released before they re-signed him. The other receivers after Kyle Lockett are all rookies. I'm not huge on Disley, but if you're if you're just doing a punt and wanting somebody cheap, he's at least interesting. All right. I got another, you know, again, uh, maybe it's a disservice to mention these people, but uh, how, about, how about some Jeff Swain? You want to get some Jeff Swain in your life? I like that Kansas City game to have a lot of offense. Uh, if I'm looking for a swerve and some, you know, get, getting some leverage on the D.D. West, D, I think D.D. Westbrook is a really good play this week. Cash playable. I think he's going to be pretty popular, too, in tournaments. If you wanted to make a Kansas City stack, and I, I think I would probably include Leonard Fournette in that, too. You know, if I was making a big game stack, maybe I use Jeff Swain instead of D.D. Westbrook, right? Uh, Chiefs, 25th in DVOA, late, DVOA last year. The third most targets per game to tight end. And as I mentioned with Mahomes, the Chiefs run up points. They did it all last year like nobody's business on the road because they just don't have the home field advantage. So they really try to get up there, and teams just really scored a bunch of points on them too. So if this game turns into a shootout, someone's got to catch some passes. I know D.D. Westbrook caught everything in the preseason, but, I mean, Daniel, what happens in the preseason doesn't always happen week one. And when, when we do this on week two, what happens in week one doesn't always happen in week two. Uh, that's how you got to play some of these large field tournaments. So so just look try, look to try to get leverage on some of the more popular plays if you can. And and, and I don't know if Swain's going to do it. I really like all the expensive tight ends, but he's interesting. Yeah, and that's that's sort of just looking for something else. That's why I like Tyler Eifert a little this week. You know, he's Tyler Eifert and Jordan Reed, sort of like you said with Sammy Watkins. When they're hurt, they're hurt. But when they're healthy, they produce when are they going to be healthier than week one so i for it's a long shot you, you, you know you, he could always leave on the third play but he's healthy this week if you want to get off those top six seven guys he's at least interesting um give me the dud at tight ends the guy who just he had way too much hype all preseason uh, i was doing a lot of those best balls this guy was just i was just laughing as people took this this guy way too early uh, it's mark andrews um, uh, i basically have no exposure i think i did a hundred and almost 200 best balls on draft by the time it was all said and done. I'm, I'm a sicko. I got nothing better to do. Uh, but I don't think I have more than a handful of Andrew shares. I'm, I'm just out on him this week, specifically. I'm so annoyed he got so popular because back in April, I was writing him up as a sleeper. He's not a sleeper anymore because everyone thought he was a sleeper. Now. now he's, 
yeah, now he's just one of the popular guys. But meanwhile, in preseason, we saw Nick Boyle and Hayden Hurst both play against, ahead of him. Nick Boyle's a better blocker. Hayden Hurst is comparable as a receiver. And so much of Andrew's production last year came down to the big plays. If he, if he gets stymied even a little, he didn't have the quantity to make up for a lack of quality. Uh, all right, guys. I think we covered uh, a lot of fun stuff. Uh, what's, what's a favorite? What's your What's the game you got to watch this weekend? Well, I mean, I'm a Colts fan. I'm wearing my Colts jersey here. It's Andrew Luck, which makes me sad. But I'm gonna wa- I'm gonna watch a lot of that game. Uh, all, uh, the answer is all the games because football. It's here. It's here. I'm <laughs> you tricked watch. me. Yeah, I tricked you. It's every game. Uh, so have fun. Uh, play some showdown. Play this weekend. And uh, go check out Pro Football Focus. All the fun stuff I showed you out there. Or if you're listening on podcasts. Um, you can just get a, 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 you know, it's really inexpensive to, to really have a fun experience looking at all the fantasy stuff over there. So, uh, yeah, have a good week. Go download SharpSide. Get on that $10,000 Vegas Insider uh, contest we have going on. Start swiping. And uh, have a good weekend, everybody. So, Daniel, it was fun. You did good, by the way, on your, on your first show. So, I appreciate it. Yeah, you got some, good, you. Tape, you got some good tape out there. So, uh, congratulations on that. And uh, I'll see you next week, same time, same place. Uh, for Daniel, I'm Britt. Thanks for watching, everybody, and we out you.